0: Wait, what am I saying? (laughs) You're listening. You're You're listening listening to... to You're listening listening to... Discourse. 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 From NPR. NPR. American Public Radio. Cracker Barrel is a uniquely American restaurant store that prides itself in the sense of Southern comfort and hospitality it provides to its customers. The term Cracker Barrel is defined by Merriam-Webster as an adjective, quote, suggestive of the friendly homespun character of a country store. However, the restaurant's name actually originates from the word's usage as a noun, which describes a literal barrel of soda crackers. These barrels were an item frequently found in the Cracker Barrel country stores of the early 20th century. And yes, I did just use Cracker Barrel as an adjective. Cracker Barrel, the proper noun, was first founded in 1969 off the side of the Tennessee interstate by a man named Danny Evans. Working as a 33-year-old oil jabber born and raised in Tennessee, his vision for Cracker Barrel embraced both of its definitions. The store was, and still is, a replica of the old country stores of Evans' childhood and was built to provide both goods and comfortable nostalgia along the highway. It must have been scary in those early days of the interstate to drive down a long stretch of road you had never seen before with nothing but the open American plains and the newness of the experience to accompany you. In that state of vulnerability, a Cracker Barrel, Cracker Barrel, probably full of Cracker Barrels, is stabilizing. Okay, I'll stop playing around with the different Cracker Barrel usages now. All 664 Cracker Barrel restaurants since 1969 have been made practically as replicas of the original. I describe each building as a low-lying box constructed out of vertical spruce wood planks with a long porch stretching across the front. The wooden doorway leads into the country store portion of the building, which features Halloween and Christmas decorations in July. While dining at any given location, you'll likely notice the same old country relics hanging on the walls. An oxyoke and a horseshoe hanging over the front door, a traffic light over the restrooms, and a barrel with a checkerboard in front of the fireplace. You always know what to expect when you enter a Cracker Barrel. And you always know what someone's talking about when they mention Cracker Barrel. As I was writing this script, which, spoiler alert, won't turn out to be so positive for Cracker Barrel in a bit. I had a teacher come up to me just to express how strong of a connection she has to the restaurant store. Let me just say, she told me, for those of us who drive south, Cracker Barrel is just amazing. It has clean bathrooms, fun stuff to look at in the gift store, and great food. Nothing like your normal rest stop. I can count on it, she said. Danny Evans passed away in 2012. But I assume that if he had been in the room when she said that, it would have filled him with pride. 1969, the year he founded Cracker Barrel, was the last year that the Beatles performed together as a band. Richard Nixon was inaugurated in 1969. In 1969, there were nearly 150 million less people living in the U.S. than there are today. And there were over 100 million less cars on American roads. Yet, in all of that, it was Danny Evans' creation, which, keep in mind, mimicked the creation of an even earlier time period that held stable against the tides of history. Cracker Barrel's style, purpose, and reputation appear stagnant. And, if I'm being honest, I kind of resent it for that. Of all the good things in life, our moments of calm, our adventures and our relationships to those who we hold closest. It has to be the roadside restaurant chain that becomes seemingly permanent. My family visits Cracker Barrel every August on our drive up I-95 to meet up with my Massachusetts relatives. We sit in the Cracker Barrel dining room eating catfish and collard greens and embrace the feeling of sameness with rituals. We always pause to look at the rocking chairs outside. My dad always asks for extra cornbread. My sister and I always marvel at just how early they have Halloween goods for sale in the entryway. We dance through these motions every single time, no matter our ages. In fact, minus the global pandemic— I haven't had a summer gone by in which we haven't stepped into the old country store. The one time my parents dared to suggest another roadside location a few years back, my sister and I started screaming. No, but we like Cracker Barrel. We whined as typical little girls do. It's not the same trip without Cracker Barrel. In all honesty, we likely would have received a higher quality of service and food at an alternate venue. But we were children. Even at that age, we showed a preference for the comfort of consistency and a distaste for the unknown. I don't like that I've been taught that the saga of Cracker Barrel is the ideal saga of good things, of things that I'd like to last. Because when it comes down to it, nothing can really be as permanent as Cracker Barrel even Cracker Barrel itself. Keeping a brand consistent and known for over 50 years is not natural, and our reliance on that consistency is not healthy for us. But Cracker Barrel goes to great lengths to appear as if it is. The marker of a Cracker Barrel employee is a brown apron with a mustard-yellow embroidered set of one to four stars across the chest. These stars represent how well the employee has done at, quote, understanding the Cracker Barrel culture, the culture of Southern hospitality. This personal achievement responsibility program, as the company calls it, keeps the restaurant acting in a Cracker Barrel manner. As a kid, not knowing anything about the aprons or the workers who wore them, I always felt bad for those with just one star. No one has ever been unfriendly to me at a Cracker Barrel, although I'm sure unfriendly servers do exist. But it is very clear who needs to exhibit more of that hospitality than others. Who forces a smile, whose cheery tones sound a bit on edge, or who jokes around a little too much with the table. But it gets the job done. Cracker Barrel servers are some of the friendliest servers you'll meet. You'll just never know if that friendliness is genuine. But that's what happens when you try to preserve a time period. At some point, the effort to preserve the past... Becomes an effort to replicate it. These days, my resentment for Cracker Barrel's permanence is mixed with the nostalgia that I feel when I enter its doors, and the lingering sense that something is forced. The last time my family visited that I-95 location, my sister and I spent our usual 30 minutes roaming around the toy section of the store a section that is most certainly geared towards children a decade younger than us. I have this video of her riding on a rocking sheep, which is basically a tiny rocking horse but covered in wool-like fluff. Neither of us had nearly the same level of attachment to fluffy items that we've had in the summers prior, but nevertheless, we were both cracking up over her enthusiastic riding of the sheep. It's a good memory, yet... That same scene could have easily played out seven years ago. Except maybe I wouldn't have had the iPhone to record it. Because our rituals in Cracker Barrel are supposed to stay as stagnant as the institution itself. Whether it is liberating that we can act as eight-year-olds in a public setting, or disturbing that we feel the need to do so is still unclear. I give Cracker Barrel two stars.